how do you grow like a VC-backed company without taking on investors? Do you want to create a lifestyle business, a performance business, or an empire? How do you scale to an exit without losing your freedom? Those are the questions, and this show is the answer. Welcome, everybody, to the Scale Up Show. This is your host, Ryan Staley, and I have a very special guest with me today. I have a five-time founder, Rena Gupta, and she is living proof of how a small-town girl from India became a successful solo bootstrapped entrepreneur with no business background, advanced business degree, or connections. She's a Salesforce advisory board member, and at the same time, she's also a mentor and author of a brand new book called Career Interrupted. Rena, welcome. Happy to have you on the show. Thank you, uh, Ryan, and really excited to be here today. Yeah, you know what? I have to tell you this. I am super pumped. I I believe you are the first female founder that that we've had on the show. So we we need to get some more. Yeah, (laughs) I can get you connected to many more. Oh, there's no lack of it. We just need to bring them in front. That's awesome. So so we'll definitely have to do that. So you know Mm -hmm. what I would like to do is just kind of start off, and I kind of like to work backwards. So this is something new that I'm doing, and it was really cool on some of the previous episodes that I've done, but can you just talk about, and I gave a really high level about where you're at today, but you founded five companies, you're involved you know, on the advisory side for a Salesforce incubator, and then there's just so many other cool things that you're doing. So can you start with that? Because we, we were chatting about it a little bit before we jumped on, yeah. so that everybody has an understanding of like where you're at today, and then we can kind of work backwards from there. Sure. So. Currently, I'm at a stage in my life that I really want to make an impact and uh, want to pay it forward. Uh, so three years back after selling my company, my uh, I started a program called Mom Relaunch, where my mission is to help women, all women become financially independent. This is a very lofty mission. So we wanted to have a plan and strategy. So we started with the area that I know the best, like in, in IT. And I started training within IT. I'm I'm pretty much working with Salesforce. So we started creating programs around Salesforce. And we found that there are many, many women who need help. So the program has now grown to multiple tracks, including IBM and digital marketing and project management, multiple areas. Um, in addition to running the program, which we just became a foundation, which is a 501c3 as well. So now hopefully we can get more support from the community to run the program instead of just bootstrapping my own passion. So Congrats. I'm looking forward. Congrats. It's big. Thank you. It's big. And uh, hopefully we can get more and more companies to put their money where their mouth is and go beyond the lip service. Uh, that's what my hope <laughs> hope is. And uh, uh, in addition to that, I just also released a book called Career Interrupted because um, more and more I work with uh, women, I just find that it's the career um, and the work-life harmony is just not the problem only women are facing. There are people of every ethnicity, every gender, every geography, everyone is facing similar uh, issues. And with the pandemic, which has become all the more clear that Nothing is taken for granted and almost everyone's career was interrupted. And that's how uh, we created this book and we started uh, talking about people who are getting laid off, uh, people who are um, in their career rut or people who don't even know it's a good start time to start their family. And uh, 
also uh, people who are returning back are transitioning their career. And we walk them through the whole process of balancing their three-legged stool of their career, their family and friends, and their own wellness, and give them an actionable strategy to create um, a one-page work-life canvas where they can make that uh, accountable with a start date and end date of what works for them and how they are going to achieve their goal, what is their time time period to do that. So it's a very actionable strategy book for people to uh, be what they really want to be. I love that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I mean, that was one of the life-changing moments that I had. This is about six and a half years ago where mm-hmm. uh, you know I was so focused on my career. This is when I was in the corporate world. I was, I was a VP and worked for a founder that was private equity owned and he was very aggressive in terms of his expectations, which had some amazing byproducts. However, at the same time, what I realized is multiple times in my career, um, my life became completely lopsided. So if you're talking about that, yeah. those three legs of the stool, career was like at a seven and then like, you know, my friends and wellness and family were maybe at like a two or a three yeah. and I was miserable, you know? So, and I imagine, the separation that everybody has too, that, that's been accelerated. Is that something that you've seen? Yes, absolutely. See, the problem is like people, they think their life is in silo. And this is what I, I'm just going to focus. This is all I'm going to focus. And they they take out time for vacations. They take out time for doing things. But there are things you can keep your life in harmony. You don't even always have to go on vacation to spend time with your family, right? So there are a lot of things that we talk about, simple things that we talk about. Um, just do if if people are married and they just do something surprising element for each other. You know, there's so much that can be done that is that brings in that joy. And uh, trust me, the joy is not in big vacations. It's on the little things. It's everyday stuff that we do, everyday stuff that we talk to each other be and support each other so there's there's a whole chapter on family friends and extended support network which is something i find it very uh, difficult to adjust because i grew up in a family with 21 cousins i had like that kind of joint family system everybody is like on each other helping each other learning from each other and when you come here you're just alone and it's not that we coming as an immigrant we feel alone there it's just in general, the society here are very individualistic. So mm-hmm. having, thinking about, and then the movies doesn't do any justice either. It is as if you're staying with your friends and family and relatives as if you are in a in a very miserable state, right? So, but it could be all fun. And extended family, extended network and support, depending on each other, it's such a big deal. Uh, we don't realize this. We don't realize these human values. We don't value these things and we always look for everything in dollar value. And I think that's very critical for people to understand. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, almost everybody try to forget their own wellness. They don't realize that if they are not well, nothing will happen. And number one priority should be our own wellness. I, I teach like If you want to fix the whole problem of the world, just love yourself. Love yourself so much that you're not going to do anything bad to yourself. You're not going to be angry. You know, just love yourself. That's the solution. (laughs) So I talk about that as well. So it's it's amazing how how things can be different. That's a great point. Yeah, and I I ran into that myself this year. Mm -hmm. I was pushing so hard, you know, because I'm Mm -hmm. uh, this is my first full year 
uh, starting a company and it's I started to have all these chronic ailments that popped up, you know, that, yeah. that I never had. I, I got vertigo. Like I've never yeah. had vertigo my entire life. I'm like, where is this coming from? So so let's switch gears a little bit. Because uh, that was it's one of the things I you if you What's think that? about it, it's all it's all stress building up and it shows in different forms and different ways in different people. And then we just see vertigo, but we don't see the reason behind it. We don't uh, go back and try to fix the root cause. The root cause that is really causing all those things is what we need to focus on. Yeah, oh, I 100% alignment with you there. So let's talk about the five time founder bit because that, that's awesome. And that's rare. And I love the fact that you bootstrap with like no business background. So first of all, let's start. Can you tell me the five companies that you that you founded? And then, you know, I, want, I have some follow up questions for you there, but I think it would be great. Just like what the what the companies are and then, you know, kind of what they what 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 they've done and, and then what problems they solve. Yeah. So, um, again, most of my companies are interconnected uh, in the well sense, like um, how we operate. So my first company was Avankia that I started as an IT consulting uh, and staffing business, then um, created product company called Target Recruit, which was for uh, applicant tracking system built on Salesforce platform. Then came in uh, and to support all these things, I had to create a company in India for supporting. <laughs> so, so that was my third company. It's also called Amankia Software Private Limited. Then we also, another company is called DB Sync, which me and my husband uh, both were involved uh, earlier, but he's running it now completely. Uh, in fact, it was his brainchild that he started. I was just trying to support him through different, uh, my other companies. Uh, that build uh, integration between two different like Salesforce and other platforms. And it is called as a platform as a service, integration as a service, that kind of thing. Then the book that I released, um, it is, I started getting into the book business and I started thinking about how to uh, publish it or self-publish or go to publisher and I didn't like both the options so I started a company for publishing books so that's no way. another one really yeah yeah that's awesome so like, yeah, I don't like it's, publishing I'm just gonna start a new company so yeah, it's like it's yeah. called Vizdocity it's with the whole idea is that almost everybody has some wisdom to share but this knowledge and, and wisdom is scattered let's figure out how to organize these wisdom so that's uh, uh, Visdocity. And I also helped my uh, son start a company for uh, this called Peersdom. Uh, Peersdom is for wisdom from peers. And he started when he was in high school for uh, teaching financial literacy to students. Uh, my daughter is involved in the book business with Visdocity as well. So yeah, the whole family has, all four of us are founder and CEOs of our own, my husband, both my kids. And so... <laughs> It's uh, it's an entrepreneurial gene flowing in here. <laughs> so that's cool. So you have the book business, the peer the peer business kind of, and then what which 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 company is your husband in charge of? Uh, DB Sync. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. That's an integration platform. Yeah. Okay. So my my husband is with DB Sync. My daughter is in Visdocity, and my son is in Peerstem. Okay. Oh, wow, that's crazy. That's awesome. And then and, you decided, like, yeah. hey, let's do something else. Let's start a book. And then, yeah. You know, and, yeah. and my mom relaunch, I, actually, I forgot to even mention that part. It's like uh, the mom relaunch is another business, and then it turned into foundation. So I just got foundation started. So that would add as the sixth one. So, wow. <laughs> so, that's, that's impressive. Okay. 
So let's go back in time, time machine. How do you, how did you get there? Like, you know, I love the fact that you didn't came, come from any formalized background or anything like that. I mean, that was the mm-hmm. path. I went through school and everything like that, you know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I, I didn't. And I ha- I've done that on the sales system side. It sounds like you've repeatedly mm-hmm. done that with companies, which I absolutely love. So mm-hmm. how did that happen? Like, how, like very, in the beginning, where did you start? How did you get there? Very interesting story. I'll tell you that I never thought, um, in fact, I never thought even I'll have a career and all because I grew up in a family that didn't support career for girls. Interestingly, I got married to my husband who was very supportive and uh, he, he, I got came here, saw the opportunity. I started working for um, consulting companies and uh, one of the companies uh, that I was working for, uh, it got sold, was a startup company in, uh, in uh, Tennessee and it got sold to McGraw-Hill. And they lay, laid off my position. And I, I was doing pretty well in three, four years. I was as a chief technical architect. So my career before also was progressing very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, they let me go. And within a month, they called me back. And when they called me back, and I said, like, I'm not coming back full time because I just had my son. And uh, I came as an independent consultant. And I thought I'll just consult and just be happy with it. Never thought that I'll create. But then when I saw that they wanted to grow, I gave them a what they call it um, nowadays as um, some an offer uh, that was irresistible for them because I said, like, look, um, I designed the system. You want to grow it. I'm here as a consulting company. I will train people to come and work on your project and help you grow. And my first hire was a my own friend a good friend who was a stay-at-home mom so my mom relaunch idea started in 2003 with my own company and I've seen her trained her and then uh, she started working she's doing extremely well now in her career and then I grew my own independent consulting to make it as an IT staffing just working on that project just working with that client and that I just focused for one year and it grew pretty well because you're you're trying to scale a whole product area and you're the only one who can train people. So they in nowadays sales, typical sales terminology, they call it and or give an irresistible offer to your client. And that's what it is. And I learned that just doing it. And then the I started branching out, started taking some projects and uh, just continue to grow. Then came with uh, one of the clients I was working for. They said I bought Salesforce and I really don't know what to do with it. So help it, help us out. And the more I learned about Salesforce, the more I fell in love with it. And I just started to specialize. And at that time, it was uh, still picking up. And I think we were very lucky to get on the bandwagon early. So Mm -hmm. that's, uh, and then continued with multiple projects, multiple products, DB Singh, Target Recruit, Mom Relaunch, everything just started to come uh, happen. Well, let me ask you this, um, because that's a great those are great things that you got involved. What year did you get involved with the Salesforce work? 2005. That was the okay. year that I got, got into those. Trying things. to go back. When did they, how, how big were they back then? Do you remember? No, very small. Very small no compared. Idea. I think in 2001, oh, they were even thinking if they're going to continue, if, I, if I'm wrong, uh, not wrong on the date there. Um, and uh, they, uh, they really turned around and came, came like, amazing so uh, I remember the first Dreamforce conference about 5,000 people were there 
when we went and now like it's over 150,000 and now virtually over a million people join in. Wow. So that's that's kind of crazy uh, world to be in. Oh, yeah, it's, it's really crazy. And then you do advisory work right now for their one of their incubators, correct? Yeah. So, uh, of course, I was the first um, uh, alum of the first cohort. So it's about they just bring in people who are uh, who can add value. So they just bring in some advisory board and uh, that's kind of uh, sharing their stories and all that. So that's uh, in fact... My next one of my next books is to write a book on entrepreneurs in force uh, Salesforce. So it's called Forcepreneurs. Oh, that's awesome. Like, it, so what? What basically entrepreneurs inside of Salesforce or those that work with Salesforce? No, it, it, who are in their ecosystem? So entrepreneurs like us, we are not at Salesforce, but we have built our companies around it, and um, it is an amazing ecosystem to be in. So. Well, yeah, I, I mean. Huge company, amazing partner ecosystem. So, like, if someone says, "Hey, Rena, like, mm-hmm. okay, I want to partner with Salesforce. Now what?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would so you that, tell? So, first of all, I would go back and say, "What do you do, want to do? And how do you want? What's your product? What's your idea? What do you want to build? Are you building a product, or you want to build a services, or you want to do something different? Are you so knowing what the company is going to do? Then there are different types of partnership." Uh, and is it just an idea that they want to scale only through Salesforce or is it uh, something that is in addition to Salesforce or Salesforce, right? So there's not knowing and then they can take the uh, route of being incubated if they qualify or they can work with other existing companies who can. But this is a ecosystem where I think it, partners like to help each other and uh, even though I've seen some competitions, but it's very open and very open-minded. So I'm sure that companies who will come and thrive, they will find it, get the similar experience as I have. Hmm. Yeah, it's just like, is that dangerous to only partner and pick that lane where you're just working with Salesforce? Or is there massive competitive advantage because your attention isn't split over multiple different partners? So it depends on their product and services, what they are building. Uh, so if their product just cater only to Salesforce uh, audience and their customers, then just stick there. There's no need to expand. But if there are um, other customers that, like, for example, when we were building the applicant tracking system, Salesforce was a platform. But we were reaching out to staffing companies, presenting them as a solution, and we were bringing deals to Salesforce. So depending on, uh, instead of just looking for companies to do their recruiting who are using Salesforce, we took a completely different route, but it was a, based on our solution, how it works. Okay. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's great insight. And, you know, that really, because I've seen folks do that with HubSpot as well, or mm-hmm. other tech platforms where they're like, hey, we're just, we're only a HubSpot shop but mm-hmm. we do all these things in conjunction with yeah. hubspot right we're a hubspot mm-hmm. platinum partner or whatever the you know the the um ranking system is so so Rena, somebody comes up to, to you and ask you it's like hey you've helped found six companies right mm-hmm. you know what's the five-step process or three-step process or whatever what's what's the mental process you go through 
when you're when you're trying to create product market fit and then scale that company? Like, what do you go? What goes through in, inside your head, and and how do you figure that out? First thing is that goes inside the head is get over your fear of failure. Um, people don't take the step because the number one reason is they are afraid of failure. And in one of the things that in my book that I talk about is um, assume that I call it as negative visualization. So assume that you are going to fail. You are absolutely mm-hmm. going to fail. Are yeah. you prepared for it? Close your eyes and go through that emotional feeling and let your whole body go through that process and know that once you have gone through that feeling, if it, God forbid, if it really happens, that immediate knee-jerk reaction won't happen, okay? So being an entrepreneur, you have to be ready for anything. Entrepreneurship is not an easy path by any means, uh, it seems like uh, um, I, I, I kind of laugh when people say, oh, I can't work for a boss and I'm going to open my company because now every customer is your boss. Every employee is your is your responsibility. <laughs> you have to make sure that their family is fed before you can do something for yourself, right? That's, that's the real entrepreneurship. You just can't just think about... Um, a, making money you have you have responsibility and if you can't do it for one boss and one product forget about this Uh, so the three things that you i always go back in is get over your fear of failure uh number two have a very focused attention and um, i use the term have a focus management so when i was working on applicant tracking system i I could have used the same (laughs) <laughs> Thank I you. love that. I use that exact term, focus management. I'm sorry for interrupting you, but that was fire. So I had to give you some props before I forgot. So focus management, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And because people talk about time management and in time management, everybody has 24 hours. But how do you put your focus and turn that 24 hours into 48 hours and more and find your productive self? That is very important. And third thing is which... I don't see many uh, entrepreneurship things uh, or sessions and things uh, teach about is the term I call it awareness. So the awareness is so important to what's happening around you, uh, whether it is your employees, whether it is your um, product that is failing. I'm not saying that look into and keep competing with your competitors because that doesn't help you listen to your customers and try to give them and serve them because for every product there are going to be competitors it's what is the value that you are adding and that can be achieved only by being aware that awareness it will help you be a good boss be a good employee be a good customer be a good uh, vendor that awareness will help you keep so many times you see things about unconscious bias training going on, right? But what is it? It's just awareness. If you feel your customers are not happy, are you aware of their feelings? If you know that your employees are not happy, are you aware of that feeling, right? So boil down that whole idea of not trying to look into multiple eight things, grow that sense of awareness within yourself. And that will help you be a really good uh, uh, in every area, I would say. Yeah, so I, I love that. So we got failure, knowing you are going to fail, which is interesting. I literally last night just interviewed a head of product who's had a product at Zynga, 
And mm-hmm. he was talking about, he managed Farmville. He was responsible for Farmville, a product which had like a billion dollars mm-hmm. in revenue yeah. flow through it. Yeah. Like, he was talking about, and then he, he's done a lot of other things, right? They were amazing. And I'm like, how did you, like, like, it just seemed like everything flowed smoothly for you. Like, what's, he's like, oh, no, no, there's stuff we put out at, at, yeah. you know, at Zynga that like, we failed like three or four times in different, you know, so, um, so mm-hmm. I think that's absolutely amazing. And then focus mm-hmm. management, I told you that was fire because literally with that's that's one of the things I, I help people move up market and basically close really large deals you know hundred thousand five hundred thousand million ten million twenty million dollar deals with and implement a system to do that and one of the hardest things that founders have is the focus management associated with that yeah because it's mm-hmm. not a sales process that closes in like a month it might close in like nine months or ten months or twelve yeah. months right so mm-hmm. i love that and then you know round it out with awareness is just really being in tune with what's happening, how you're perceived, feedback yeah. you're getting so that you create value. So that was my quick recap. I think that's absolutely awesome. So let's keep going forward. Uh, and, and basically, like if you if you look at it, I love the fact that you're giving back. And I love that you have like a mental framework that you kind of put people, not put people through, but use yourself to get mm-hmm. there. Uh, anything else that you think is absolutely amazing on the strategy side or tactic side that that has proven to be really effective for you time in and time out? Yeah, so I have learned through the hard way of, um, of course, with my own experience and a lot of other things around how important it is to believe in myself. And I use the term to love myself more than anything else, because if Mm -hmm. I if I love myself, I'm not going to do any bad stuff. I'm not going to put eat any bad stuff. I'm not going to be angry. I'm not going to lose uh, my mental strength to uh, because someone else didn't made a mistake, right? Uh, we all go through this cycle, but at the end, we realize that if we want to be really happy, if we want to be really successful, and one of the chapters in my book is compares what is happiness versus success. So, uh, and definition of success and happiness, everything is different for different people. But the end goal is no matter what we do, we all want to be happy. We all want to feel good about our lives. We all want to be feel. So anything that you do anywhere, at least I have made a mantra is like, if anything bothers bothers me or anything, I, I have a thing like, I'm going to create a shield around me. It's whatever happens is just stays outside that shield you know those superhuman uh, people they create that <laughs> that superpower so that is yeah of course yeah. i have created that i that as a superpower for myself is like no matter what it is it's it's that's going to protect me and i have a like an action thing is like oh something is bothering i'm going to just put get back into my shield and it just goes flows away so a lot of these things that happens, it doesn't happen in a day. Um, we have made our mistakes. We have done, gone through our own <laughs> ups and downs and to come to a point and then realize that everything that we do is all fun. It's all temporary. It's all going to uh, be not there one day. So just yeah. be be happy. We do do whatever it is. And the work that I'm doing with Mom Relaunch, the moment I see anyone getting relaunched, the happiness, the smile that I see on their face, it just gives a little different. It's just, it's very different as compared to making sales in the business. You know what I'm saying? It's just a very mm-hmm. different feeling. 
Yeah, so, it's got to feel good because of the impact that you're making for that. Yeah, so, exactly. Exactly. Love that. Okay, we're going to do some fast fire questions to round things out mm-hmm. because we're, we're just about up on time. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't realize how fast time was going. We just kind of cruised through <laughs> it. You can tell you you're, you have like a peaceful soul. Like as you're talking, you're so calm and just smooth. And it's like, you know, I need to have a little of that, you know, maybe lay off the caffeine a little bit, Ryan. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Something like that. So, um, all right. So, so fast fire. Okay. Who's the, uh, if you had to say, who's a a top founder that you follow or look up to? I I wouldn't say as a founder, but one person that I always like to at least once in a lifetime get to meet and um, just be in that in her company is Melinda Gates. For mm. some reason, I'm super, super um, impressed with how, um, I mean, of course, with the recent things, that's a completely different thing. But she has, she's one of the person that I really look, look up to. That's great. Okay, uh, what's the best book you've read over the past few years? I like a book called um, Rework um, that was when I had um, running my companies. Uh, There was a time when I said, should I go for funding? Should I not go for funding? And then I read that book. And that kind of said, I think what I'm doing, I'm happy and I'm fine. And they they also, they have been a bootstrapped uh, business and they're doing well and I think that was one of the, my go-to business books. Um, but I do l- read a lot of other books, um, especially around uh, uh, spirituality and other things that I'm part of, uh, Art of Living. And um, another interesting thing that I'm reading nowadays is an ancient teaching of uh, a very uh, wise scholar called Chanakya. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was uh, one of the... He, they, he was a kingmaker, so his his teachings are still very um, relevant. So wow. I mean, a few few areas of books that I do read. That's awesome. Okay, what's what's your favorite tool in in business that you couldn't live without that you use? Uh, live without, or sorry, I didn't hear. You couldn't live question. without. Like, what's your favorite business tool that you use? Just breathe. <laughs> <laughs> That's cannot. I literally cannot live without, and I literally use it uh, in 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 practicality. If I'm angry, just breathe. If I'm not going through uh, finding a solution, just breathe. That is the technique that I have, and I oh, think so, that has worked. So, what do you do? You just take it. You take a couple deep breaths, or what? What? What do you mean so, by that exactly? So, breathing. If you if you look into it. That's the first thing we do when we get born. That's the last thing we do when we die. And the whole thing that I have learned in my um, journey with Art of Living is there's some tools called Sudarshan Kriya and the, we do rhythmic breathing and we do some uh, uh, pranayams and all those things. But what it does, it, it brings your mind a bit of clarity to make the right decision and think mm-hmm. through this. So it helps you respond not react uh, so if if you don't know what what your answer is just close your eyes breathe and in fact I told you that I teach entrepreneurship to high school students the first thing I do is before I start the class I say five minutes everybody is just focused on breathing they come to a class five minutes of breathing session and that's it and then I call it as get into the receiving mind 
So the tool that I use is just breathe. <laughs> I'm sorry if you, it sounds crazy, but that's that's the tool that we all have. We just don't use it. I, yeah, I, I meditate every day, so I totally mm-hmm. get the benefits of that. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, sometimes I notice when I'm going too fast, I don't stop and do that. So that's a great reminder. Mm-hmm. So uh, so yeah. we are up on time, but um, you know, where can people get career relaunch? Where can they find yeah. more about you, the programs you're working on? Can you share with yeah. us? And then we'll, we'll put it in the show notes as well so everybody could, could uh, take a look. Yeah, absolutely. So I have my... Uh, a quick website, greenagupta.com, but you can also get my book at careerinterrupted.net or momrelaunch.com or soon it will be .org um, because of my foundation. So anywhere you can. And I'm always at LinkedIn as well. So anywhere people can find me. So Excellent. And yeah, I, I say career relaunch. I meant career interrupted or mom relaunch. I, I mixed the two. I put them in a blender <laughs> okay. and mixed the two. So I apologize for that. So uh-huh. no listen worries. to her, not me. She's got it correct. So I apologize, but it was awesome having you on the show. Totally love mm-hmm. the, um, you know, kind of, it was almost like a, uh, a Zen Buddhist, like <laughs> relaxation session I just had with you. So oh my God. I, I don't know I if it was for your business audience, but that's it. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure you, the listener appreciates it too. So thank you so much. And we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you for checking out the scale up show. My mission in life is to help founders and revenue leaders avoid all the pain and suffering in revenue growth so they can flip it and create a life of their own design. So if you enjoyed this show, please like, review, share it on social, and more importantly, just share it with a friend. Share it with someone that you think could learn and benefit from what you heard on today. But the more we get the message out, the more people we could help, the bigger the impact we make, and the bigger the community gets, which helps everybody. So once again, thank you for being a loyal listener. I appreciate you and look forward to seeing you on the next episode.